The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot in the United States. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious about Hypnosis. Let's get so psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to the Rawcast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co host. It's none other than Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? Don, um, what's up? Um, you exhausted after this long uh, weekend of wrestling? I mean, exhausted, upset, disappointed, angry. I mean, it's a lot that could I could say that. Yeah, yeah it definitely was a uh, a ringer of emotions as wrestling fans, especially black wrestling fans. We got put through, uh, you know, Friday night, uh, SmackDown, Rampage, uh, The Return, Phil Brooks on Rampage. Everybody was just feeling that high. Took them all the way into SummerSlam. Still kind of feeling good about pro wrestling again. And then, uh, yeah, the WWE did some things that uh, made a lot of people uh, question all of what they like and love about this particular genre of entertainment. And then uh, we had Sunday NXT with the pick-me-up to try to be the palate cleanser and get you ready for what we're about to talk about, Monday Night Raw. But uh, we'd like to thank everybody for joining us here on the Rawcast. You can find us on the CSPN on the web at CSPN.us. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitch Radio, Spotify, SoundCloud. All you have to do is search the WrestleCast dash the CSPN new episodes will pop up in your queue each and every week. So Mo, I'm gonna start to show off like we do every week with you, sir, and your Mo Meltzer new segment. <clears throat> yeah, so let's get to some news. So as Dawn so eloquently stated, you know, AEW was definitely the talk of the wrestling world. I mean, it's been teased. It's been alluded to. It's been, it was speculated. It was, you know, oh, it's all, it's, it, it's all of a sign, all but a signed deal. And, you know, everybody named Mama was talking about it. You know, so, you know, after we watched SmackDown, shout out to everybody who was in the Twitter space with us um, all three hours. Um, except for, um, the Washington football team and the Cincinnati Bengals because they preempted my SmackDown experience and I had to go to alternative means to watch SmackDown on Friday night. You should have just watched Chase Young and the boys. It would have been. Fun. I had to get. I had the game on. I had the game on, but it was on, I was just had the game on mute. And I was just like, okay. 
yeah, I had the game on mute. And I was just like, just other disgust. But I was watching. So I had some football on, so it was cool. Um, so you know, we you know a lot has happened over the weekend, and basically ten o'clock came. It was like, okay, you know, all eyes on AEW. Were they going to deliver on their promise of having one Phil Brooks um, join that company, or was it going to be a swerve and ha ha ha? Fooled you guys. So we turned there, did a little introduction, and AEW said, fuck it, let's get right to it. And then you heard the you heard the guitar riff. And then you heard the vocals. It's just a cult of personality. Oh. Not quite the vocals that Don not quite the vocals provided by Don Delarente, but yes. Um CM Punk made his return, and it was a moment. I mean, there's been there's been plenty of moments in wrestling, in professional wrestling history, and this moment here blew just blew it all off the roof, and it was just emotion. that was it was a lot. It was an eighties wrestling. Yes, yes. You had somebody, yeah, a, a young man in the in the thing crying, and you know he went viral because of it. Oh yeah, he's gonna be right up there with the. It's real to me, damn it! Still real to me, damn it, dude. Yep, and the girl and Miss um Miss Miss Girl when she Miss Girl and um Black Dude from um WrestleMania Thirty when Undertaker got pinned and right. <laughs> he was. Like, his face was like, yeah, so this so this was a moment and he so CM Punk, he got into the ring, you know, he said that he left professional wrestling in two thousand five. And I remember remember I remember that because, you know, he he was going to sign with WWE. And you you know what? You, you, this might, you know what we we like I said NXT. You might if you want to put the DVR on something Dawn, You might as well because we might run into the NXT time because I'm going to I'm going on my oh, yeah. own. You finna go be extra long winded today? Oh, of course, because because you know you know what I'm about. To, I'm really gonna go wait about because you didn't so, want to come I, join us on the WrestleCast episode 301 out now on all um you know podcast platforms. I'm always on the record. I'm like, I do episodes. So I say what the opportunity came for Jay, as she said, she always brings it every week. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to let her cook and let her hand do the WrestleCast duties and, you know, let her run, run the show and let her, let her handle it. Cause she, she brings it every week. Try to try to try to say, try to say, I don't bring it every week. So I'm like, okay, fine. But anyway, um, he said he left Ring on in two thousand five, and I remember the um, the whole contract thing. He signed him in the middle of the ring, and he, I mean, CM Punk wrestled. He, I remember he had, a, he had a, a stint in TNA before Ring of Honor, and then I didn't, yeah, it was before Ring of Honor, and then he got signed with WWE, and then damn down to OVW for for reasons I don't know. Because he was assimilated to WWE style, baby. But he was down there for a good minute, and I think Paul Heyman was like, 
because um, when Paul Heyman was you know, doing ECW, he was like, you know, y'all got CM Punk down there. I need to bring him up because he don't need to be down there. He got called up. He went to ECW. And my very first, and my very first, the reason why I feel so synonymous with this because my very first Raw show in Baltimore, I went to, I think it was, it was a um, Survivor Series Go Home show. And this was the Survivor Series Go Home show where, hold up. Let me pull up. Oh, you gotta go to the go- you gotta go to the Googles to to make sure. Yeah, because I wanna you know what you saw. Yeah, because um this was this was a um monumental night. Cause see, like this is the period of time, like right around the ECW time, right when CM Punk was just getting into WWE, that's when I started checking out. So, like I said on the WrestleCast with Jade, I don't really have that same affinity for CM Punk that everybody else has. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't have the the years of watching him struggle and be held, you know, be overshadowed so actually, by John so actually, Cena. So actually, this was um, 2006 Survivor. This was the go home show for the 2006 um, Survivor Series um, because the it was um, what happened. They had um, so it first the first came out on the on that show. It was um, it was on one. It was a it was a combination of Raw and ECW brand. So it was Cena, Bobby Lashley, Kane, Sabu, and Rob Van Dam. And it was um, going up against Team Big Show. It was Big Show, Tess Finley, MVP, and Umaga. Mm. Now, um, I believe this was, I think, Raw Van Dam and Eaton, um, I think Sabuga had got in trouble for some, like, some, oh. some, some extra activities. This when Rob Van Dam had became the champion, and then, like, yeah, within two weeks, they got busted on the road with the- yeah. yeah, and so um, Sabu had to wrestle Umaga in the first match. I, I think this they did the Raw Go Home show. But it, the whole thing was, it was like the, all of the, the Survivor Series teams um, came out, and so on the side that I was sitting on, DX came out. It was Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, and CM Punk. And um, they was going against um, Rated RKO, which was Edge, Randy Orton, um, Johnny, Nit- Johnny Nitro, who was now John Morrison, Mike Knox, and Gregory Helms. Now, crazy. Knox. That's back oh in 2006. God. Yeah, Mike Knox. <laughs> And it's good to yeah, see Mike not. Gregory Helms up in there too, man. Yeah. So this was crazy. This is crazy when you look at it. Who's still around in 2021? Punk, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, um, Edge, Randy Orton, and um, Morrison. Greg Helms does. Um, he's like a producer backstage and whatnot. But just think, just think. That's 2006. This is 2021. So that's you know, well over 15, almost 15 years ago. Yeah, so on my side, that's when they all came out and Triple H put him over as the um, the next the next ECW champion. And after the show, I got 
had got a picture of him outside the show and everything. And it was like, yo, this speed is cool, you know. And it was just, you know, this watch after him. And then, you know, he had his, the trials and tribulations and everything. You know, it's fine. He got, I think he had a documentary on one of them. I think it was on WWE Network, but still. CM Punk was just one of my favorites just because it's just how he just he go from face to heel and it was just like he he had everything just going hit all the checkpoints and it was just like I think I don't think Vince I think Vince at first really didn't care much about him but then once he saw the stop the star power that he brought he had no choice but to get on board with him and as we had 2011 with the sum of punk and which um was that when he had the um that the one he had the um he had that long he had that the, the long um yeah um he had that that's that was the pipe bomb that was pipe bomb summer <laughs> that was the pipe bomb summer that he did that and Sam Paul just had a lot just a lot of a lot of just everything going with him, and you know he's. I guess he wanted to. You know he want he wanted you know have the good people on top. Let's remember that, that infamous picture of him, Daniel Bryan, um, Zach Ryder, Kofi, um, Evan Bourne, Natalia, and a bunch of other people all backstage. And they was all like had the belts and everything, and it was just like this was like. The champions. Cody was the um, IC champion. Just think about it. Cody was the IC champion in in, a, in at that time in the WWE. And it was just like, you know, he was going to have like a little nice, a nice just, you know, workers and everything who deserved to hold the title. So you know, he had that pull and everything. So you know, he he was looking out for his looking out for peoples and everything. Then we had that 2000. I want to say 2003. Team was when he walked out 2013 um, after the after Royal Rumble, and you know I remember he was saying he had the meeting with um he had that meeting with um I think he had a meeting with Vince and Triple H and he was just basically saying like you know he was basically like you you got Dave Ryan, who's on on top of the world right now, who got the the whole world, you know, chanting the Yes movement. Um, he no, that wasn't me. Was that it? I don't know. I, I, I am just saying, CM Punk had left his footmark when he said he stopped being a professional wrestler in two thousand five. Became. You know, he he alluded to he became a sports entertainer up until he left um, WWE, and you know, yeah, he he took some shots at, the, at WWE. Basically, said he got sick. He was he would he he wouldn't have, he would have stayed sick if he stayed in the company that made him sick. You know, staff infections, things like that. Bad booking, um, squashing his creative. Oh, yes, yeah, all of that too. All the things he's you know, still doing to the people that are still there today, yes. Oh, so the 2013 
um, Royal Rumble, but that's the one where The Rock came back and he wanted to, um, he, he came back and he ended Punk's um, 434 um, title reign, the 434-day title reign, which was... Uh, Salvador, that was Salvador, me, and everything. But, um, yeah, it. Mm. Oh no, this was the one, 2014. That's the one where um Batista won, and everybody was upset because they went they run. I think that's the one they wanted. Is that the one with um? I think that's the one. No, that's you, 2015. You, is the one you're talking about where uh, Ray Mysterio came in as a 30th competitor and he got booed. Roman won with The Rock. Uh, came out there and to raise his hand and give him the cosign, and they booed The Rock. And The Rock made a face. That's 2015. Okay, because 2000, um, the 2014. That's the one where um, Punk and Seth Rollins came in number one and two, and um. No wait, that was the one because um, Dave Brown wasn't in that one. Yeah, that's 2015 though. That's the one they wanted him to be in, but he didn't. And Roman won it, and everybody was booing. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about the one he. Okay, yeah, hey, Roman did win that one. Yeah, but um, no, I think they wanted him to be in this one too because um, this is the one where he um, where he went to um. No, wait. Yeah, you're right. You're right because he um fought he fought Bray Wyatt. He fought Bray Wyatt at this one, and this is the one because um Batista won, and he was upset that Batista won. <laughs> oh man, this had some um Rusev was in um was NXT and everything, but um yeah, I'm kind of rambling right now, but yeah. I think it's the one because 2015 was the. I think that, was that the one when he left. He left in 2015 because yeah, it was because that's what because yeah, when because we started, this, we started yeah. this podcast. The, the the mile marker I always use is when we started this podcast. We started okay. this podcast in October 2014. So the first Royal Rumble we did was the 2015 Royal Rumble, and that was the one with Roman. Uh, CM Punk was out of the company by then. Yeah, because people were saying, because hashtag cancel WWE Network was trending. (laughs) Everybody was upset. Yeah, oh, poor Rey Mysterio caught that stray. Yep. So, um... Yeah, it was just, and then that's what he left because they didn't have anything for um, Daniel Bryan. He had walked out. That's when he walked out the company, and they was like, "All right, you know." He was like, "He was like, okay, you know, hey, you, you left. We need you to come back." And he was like, "I'm not coming back." <laughs> he's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, he, "He was he was serious about that." And he thought he was just upset, and he was just like, "We'll give him get time off." And he was just like, "Hey, we need to come back." And he was like, "Not coming back." <laughs> I, I was serious. When I said, "I'm done." But all I had to say, his return, you know, had everybody talking. As soon as he came out, AEW sent the um, dropped the um, CM Punk is now all elite. 
and you know t-shirt crash the sites oh my god you go to pro wrestling tees you saw the whole you saw that that earth screen come popping up he he broke the internet <laughs> yeah so yep so he definitely um has definitely changed up the game given aew uh the momentum a much needed joke that, in you, that, you, that they think that they're going to need to maybe they definitely got more eyes into AEW at this moment than they have had the last two years he's wrestling Darby Allen which I'm like holy shit <laughs> Yeah, Darby yes. Allen's promo work um, did did well. So he got a got a uh, got his name dropped specifically in he, the promo, and, uh, and he acknowledged them up in the rafters, looking down him and Sting, looking down at him, like, yeah, this is gonna be. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, how they might the crowd or whatever, but yeah, that, that because maybe it was an inside show versus an outside show, but yeah, that pop was large and loud. Even Guinness Guinness was like, um, was like, um, they say loudest um, wrestling pop ever. They said they won't be able to monitor it, but you know. Nah, man, because like Tony Schiavone and them, they just did a thing where they did the Magnum TA. They're going through 86. So there's this clip of the this match where Magnum TA ties it up at three matches apiece in the best of seven. But what happens is like the match gets restarted and Magnum wins after the restart. And man, when he wins, when he hits the belly to belly and that three count hits, the pop in that place is just ridiculous. Like that's why I said it's the closest thing to something that you would hear in the eighties, where it's just like yeah. everybody in the building on their feet. I'm trying to figure out what Vince did not see in Leon Ruff because I, I don't I don't get it. I'm, I'm looking at on Instagram. And Leon Ruff was showing from when Kevin Owens came to NXT. And he had said um, he was doing an interview and said Leon Ruff was um, something special. And I'm like, I don't see what Vince didn't see in him because he definitely has the talent. Um, Body, man. Ain't got much. Ain't working so what? Lot physically. He's smaller. Than, he's smaller than. He's smaller than Adam Cole, and and oh, yeah, it's like we we we, we put the title around him that the title just fell to his feet, <laughs> <laughs> right? So you know, yeah. physical stature means a lot to Vince McMahon. Still, mm-hmm. man, he still has a an image of what he wants his wrestlers to look like and what wrestlers are supposed to look like, and you know that's the reason why places like AEW and, and ROH and GCW and all these other places exist is for those guys who are six feet and shorter and weigh less than 200 pounds to have a place to showcase their 
Cool. Their array of talents. Um, let me go through some other things real quick. Um, John Cena's done for WWE for now. His um, WrestleMania match was that was his last. That was the end of the summer of Cena tour. Yeah. So that means that uh, well, even though this was a Raw show in September when they have Raw Monday Night Raw here in Raleigh, he won't be popping up in a dark match. No, they say he probably popped up in the dark. He he was he's advertised for the Madison Square Garden show, but most likely he'll be um, in a dark match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Khan had an interview over the weekend with BT BT um, Sports, and um, he was basically saying, you know, the Hoven leases was a joint agreement with him, Vince. Um, Triple H definitely, you know, some, and some other people. And basically, he was just like, you know, he understands fans are angry, but, you know, this is a business. He didn't say it's a business, but he was just saying he understood the fans are angry and everything. And yeah, he's super one thing, no more. He said if it was up to him, he said Raw would be four hours, and SmackDown would be eight. He was. And I, he was he was being facetious. Yeah, I know he was being facetious because he was saying like, you know, he said that creative people can't stretch that. And I was like, who will watch? As a bad enough, we watch Raw for three hours. Who will watch Raw for four? He threw that creative thing in there, but really his main point was the more time, the more, the longer time that they're on TV, the more commercials they can sell, and it would be a more profitable venture if Raw was four hours and SmackDown was eight. That's basically his bottom line. Because remember, he is the financial guy after all. Right. And he had said some other things too, but I was looking at him like, I'm going to punch you in your face, sir. Yeah, well, basically what he said is that, okay, we, we've done it this way. NXT, we turned it into, we got off course. We turned it into this super indie. We started signing all these you know, uh, independent indie wrestlers who were kind of just in between places to go at a time where there was no other place for them to go if it wasn't outside the United States. Uh, And then I guess they didn't get, I guess they were kind of disenchanted with the amount of people that were coming into the company that were seasoned veterans, I guess you could say, of the indies. And they want, they want fresh off the yeah, boat, and they basically want new talent that hasn't been exposed anywhere. Is what their goal is. So they're trying to get back to the original purpose of what NXT was, which is to grab a guy like Amos, put him in the performance center for two years, parade him through NXT for two years, and then hope that he's ready for the main roster. Even though we never saw almost in NXT, he just went from hanging out by the door at Raw Underground to being in a ninja costume to being. I remember he got signed, and then he was just like, he was just, you would see little clips of him in the performance center with like Kate and Carl and everything. You know, I guess they they knew him and everything. So yeah, but um, he never made it to their t- yeah. their TV, and that's a big deal. Of course. You know, but we've just about everybody who they've signed and they've given that, you know, WWE has signed such and such. And then they wear that prop, that gray property of NXT T-shirt. Most of those people make it to TV at least to have a squash match or something. But, yeah, he never made it. Um, 
So apparently Adam Cole may be done with NXT. They say his, his, apparently his contract is up on Friday. Main roster so, or AEW, baby. It looks like more and more he may be leaving the company altogether. And with him, he can't really say that he had a bad run here because he was the guy. Like, I mean, he did everything but go to the main roster that you could do. In the well, he, he had that when they were stuck over Saudi Arabia. Yeah, well, he that had, doesn't count. I mean, a run. He, he went there and had that big of a match with Daniel Bryan. You know? I mean, so, I go to the main roster and hang yeah, out no, there for two years like Kevin Owens yeah. or somebody. But, yeah, I mean, you know, he – he did exactly what he was meant to do for NXT, which is elevate them to a level that they previously, even with the Samoa Joes, even with the Kevin Owens, even with the Finn Balor, even with the Shinsuke's, NXT went to a totally another level. Maybe you could say an undisputed level when Adam Cole and the boys showed up. Mm-hmm. When, when, yeah, because when Kyle O'Reilly and um, I think when Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, no, Kyle O'Reilly and um, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly and um, Bobby Fish showed up and they when they jumped um, Drew mm. and take over and the next thing you know, all you heard was all you heard saw Adam Cole come out there. I was like, oh shit, this guy signed the NXT or oh, we about to have a good run and then um. That's what Bobby, um, Roddy Strong joined them, and the era was born. <laughs> yeah, man, the era is strong, man. They they uh they accomplished a lot, man. They, none of those guys should be mad if their time in NXT comes to an end, either by release or by main roster call up, because they definitely left their mark in WWE through NXT. And so they'll always have that theme song. They'll always have the return of the war games. Um, You know, there's a lot of stuff that they can carve out and say, that's us, you know? Yep. But they're looking to um, make, um, um, NXT is looking to make their top heels be Gargano, Pete Dunne, and Roderick Stone. I can see that for Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, they're going to have to serious him up a little bit just because this stuff with Dexter Loomis has just been so entertaining. Uh, They're going to have to to figure out a way to get people to try to boo him, but I don't know if that's really going to happen. Just because, I mean, people like Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Um... Um, Kaylee Ray is is on NXT proper now. Yep, she's uh, gonna pose a new threat to uh, Miss Raquel Gonzalez as she came out at Takeover after Raquel retained the title against Dakota Kai, yeah. which was a little disappointing. I was hoping Dakota Kai would would get a chance to win the title and get a run. Nah. Just for her longevity and time that she's put in through NXT, it would have been nice to see her get rewarded. Um, NXT wants to bring Walter over, but Walter doesn't want to live in the U.S., so... Man, that shouldn't even be an issue, dude. They got planes that travel places. He can come in, 
uh, twice a year, uh, once a quarter, once a season, you know, do the, do four appearances, one in spring, one in summer, one in the fall, one, you know. I mean, there's ways to freaking get around it. If to be there, like, full time. They missing out on an opportunity to – they're missing out on an opportunity to have somebody be an attraction because they want them there full time. You don't want to over it. That's what's wrong with a lot of these people is that they're on TV too damn much. You don't watch. It doesn't need to be on TV every week. And that's exactly what they were trying right. to do. If they brought him here to be, you know, if he's got to move here full time, nah, man, just let him be an attraction. Um, what else? Um, AEW did some huge numbers this week. Yeah, yeah, Rampage, yeah, Rampage did some good. That's all I was gonna say. Rampage did some big numbers. Yeah, um, they did some huge numbers. Yeah. Um. All right. So, everyone, I'll I'll talk about this, and we can go to the next one. So, uh Becky Lynch returned as well. Um. To SummerSlam, and we were on the field spacious watching, and when we saw what happened, you know, she, a Carmella, they announced Sasha Banks, um, wasn't wasn't able to wrestle, and Carmella's gonna be the replacement, but the man comes out, and I was like, okay, now there's a lot of ways they could have booked this. They could have booked it why they could have booked it where um Carmella got it could said it would be a six a, a, a three a triple threat and then let Becky pick Carmella and then that way then it could be like okay you know you know Becky don't don't get pinned but you know we can just say hey that can kind of build that story but no WWE doesn't do that. WWE says, hey, we want you to go out there and we want you to beat her in 26 seconds and you're going to be the new SmackDown Women's Champion. And that's what happened. I mean, I heard Ms. V, Ms. V, very distinct voice over everyone voicing her disapproval with that. With that call. And the more I mean, I was angry about it because it really took my it took my sales went out my sale for for watching um, SummerSlam. You know, I didn't you know give a shit about you know Charlotte winning the title again. And nobody had been really adamant about that. But I was real. I was just like, no, I'm not. I'm I'm upset. It did my girl dirty. Build her up, you know, for for War Rumble and WrestleMania, just to tear her down. Um, in 26 seconds. But you want to, if the listeners, if you want to hear my thoughts on SummerSlam, visit my blog, stumblingrumblings.com. Um, I did a um, bumps and burials. That's why I, I talk about my wrestling. I talked about SummerSlam name. So if you want to know about my thoughts about SummerSlam, go read it and I'll take it from there. But the book in here. We're not was not pleased at all with it. Um, 
it it was it was just a, it was disappointing just to see. And when we look at how black wrestlers are treated in the company, it's been a long history, a long history of uh, a long history of this. Um, everyone was bringing back um, bringing back Kofi Kingston, um, losing the Brock in like six seconds on um, was the premiere on SmackDown, um, SmackDown Friday Night SmackDown on Fox, but. Take it back to um, when be, um, when um, Naomi was the SmackDown Women's Champion. This is when Daniel Bryan was the GM, and they stripped her of the title because she hadn't defended it in thirty days. And I was like looking at the logic there because there's been plenty of times where you know there were loopholes and other things that prevented wrestlers from giving up the title and they didn't strip them of the title. They were just like, oh, well, storyline, you know, keep keep it going, blah, 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 blah. I mean, eventually, um, Naomi did get the title back, but it hasn't been the same since. But that's the difference, though. She eventually got the title back. Kofi ain't been close to the title until he wrestled Bobby Lashley this year. Right. So one, my thing is this: as I, 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 I thought about it, I mean, even though the more I thought about it, it made me more angry that it happened. But what I want to say is this: when Daniel Bryan beat John Cena um, for the title, and Triple H was the special referee, but Triple H. Um, you know, this is where that whole B plus, that B plus player thing started happening, everything, and the whole yes movement really took off. They Ryan um, lost to um, lost to um, he beat Cena, and then that's when Triple H pedigreed him, and Randy Orton came out there, he had won the money to bank um, briefcase that year, and cashed in on him. I think it was an RKO. And he was the champion. Daniel Bryan went on a chase that the rest of that year to um to get the title back. But if you read his biography and if you listen to like other accounts, he wasn't supposed to be in that championship match. He um he was supposed to wrestle Sheamus at the next WrestleMania. He was supposed to wrestle Sheamus. For like the fifth or sixth match, but the yes movement took off, and Vince was forced to um, change his hand. So this means that we, as a collective, you know, wrestling fans, black wrestling Twitter, we need to make our voices heard and get Bianca back the title because you know she deserves she does she deserved. Now if they do this. And make her a white meat baby face, have her, you know, chase the Becky Lynch and her Becky Lynch wrestles at WrestleMania for the title and she wins it back from then. It all makes sense in the in the booking standpoint. You know, we want to build her up to be a very strong face. Now, a lot of people are saying, hey, Becky Lynch um could have could have um went 
the Raw could have could have um, could have approached Charlotte and said, "Hey, I never lost my Raw Women's Championship. I had to I relinquished it because I was pregnant. I need you. You know, she could have been wrestling Charlotte, but they didn't do that. They so the thing I, I believe is that SmackDown is without a top heel. Bailey's injured." And Sasha has whatever is going on with her. She, and they didn't like. I remember what you, you said on on the um on the WrestleCast episode that she may be with child. I don't know how true that is, but that could be that could be what it is because, as you said, when have we seen um, Sasha needing to have? Backup at any point in time, her career. Even when she came up, she didn't. I mean, she had um, Naomi and Tamina had her back, but she didn't need. She did. She was the type that didn't need nobody to back her up. She fought her own battles. So, I think maybe that might be what was 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 happening. What happened? But we have to wait and see because she still wasn't clear. Like you said, she wasn't clear in none of the house shows, and they was. It, and it couldn't be it couldn't be COVID because Binky wrestled the next night at a house show in Denver. They had a super show in Denver, and she wrestled um, Carmella and um, Zelina Vega in a two on one match. So, my thing is, I think they they needed a top heel on SmackDown. So Becky Lynch is supposed to Becky Lynch re- requested when she came back that she wanted to be a heel. So, what do you do? You, I mean, I don't agree with that booking, but there's a lot, there's ways that we they could have they could have booked that, you know, let her have a match and and um, Becky come out there and says, hey, you know, I'm gonna challenge you for that soon. You know, be 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 careful and be be uh, watch your back or something like that. You know. They could have they could have booked that any kind of way, but they chose the cheap way of beating her in twenty six seconds, and the way that Vicky was looking outside the ring, and she was just like, okay, okay, and you, you know she 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 wanted to the way she I know she wanted to react because you can see in her eyes she wanted to react in the way that she she really wanted to react, but. You know, you can't be a black woman and display, you know, um, emotion without them saying that you are overreacting or she's, you know, she, you know, she's being a poor sport and things like that. You know, she can't, she can't be like, you know, no storyline wise, she can't be like, she can't be like how Shakari um, Richardson is still, even though she came at ninth. She said, y'all still can talk. She told y'all on NBC Sports, y'all still can talk shit. The word shit was dropped on NBC Sports. No delay, no nothing. She said shit on NBC NBC Sports, even, you know, even though she came at night, dead last. And she was just like, y'all still can talk shit. I'm still, she still said she's still going to keep running. But what I'm saying is, Binky, you know, she can't, storyline-wise, she, she couldn't react the way she wanted to react. I wish she could. I wish she would have, but she probably got chewed out going to the back, you know, 
And it's like you, you, you tear down all that that bill for her and what in the moments that we had. You know, she 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 won the Royal Rumble. She had the great match with Sasha at WrestleMania. She um they won an SP for that. You had black you know, people who really didn't watch wrestling like that asking who's this who's this girl with the long braid and everything. You know, it it was just like this is it was just disappointing, you know, that Vince took the cheap way of doing this. And I understand, you know, he has his booking philosophies and he wants to do things a certain way, but it was just like, bruh, like look just 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 look at this. You know, we you know, you, you don't want to alienate your black fan base because we watch wrestling too. We go to the shows. We watch, We buy merchandise. We, they cosplay. They do a lot of things to show that they're invested in your company. We spend those dollars too. You know, and to do something like it was just this, especially the the, the ladies that in our our wrestlecast circle. Just, just, just seeing how disappointed they were and everything, and it, it broke my heart because the experience, how they were feeling behind this, it, it just broke my heart just to see that. And you know, like it's like you know, Vince may have a long, a long term game for this. And you know, he, he may, he may not, he may just be like, you know, hey, you know, I want to run with Becky as my champ, and that's, you know, fine. But it's just like you're definitely going to, you're definitely going to just alienate that fan base, and people just going to be like, not wanting, to, not wanting to, you know, throw the support behind you. Yeah, it's, it's really like hard to recover. Um the investment and the and the like I said all the goodwill they had built up in the last year with her as far as her debut on the main roster coming to Raw for a couple of shows not having anything there moving her to Smackdown getting her really uh, heated up on Smackdown enough where she could become the champion then all of the exposure like you said, that she was providing outside of just wrestling uh, for the company. So there's a lot of investment. I mean, she was a roll out, and she was there with Megan Thee Stallion. Like, there's a lot of investment that people mm-hmm. have put into her emotionally uh, in their rooting, and yeah, they definitely got the rug pulled out from under him on uh, Saturday. I mean, it's good in one way to see Becky Lynch come back. And and, and, I, and not to take anything away from Becky, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Becky Lynch, but I just like just how this booking went there. Yeah, and it was just- the, well, the booking doesn't do any either one of them any favors. Right. Um, you know, they, they, were especially- going, <laughs> they were going for the oh my gosh moment. Let's have an oh my gosh moment. So they tried to double down on the oh my gosh moment. So instead of just letting Becky come out, be the, the oh my gosh team, moment. The merchandise team had forty eight hours to get to get 
things ready for Becky to return because they had that short notice that she was coming back. Right. But so they already knew that Sasha wasn't gonna be there. Right. Even though they kept promoting up until the match that Sasha was wrestling that saw, tonight. Saw Sasha Banks fault. She would have showed up to work. <laughs> they would have had a real match and Binky wouldn't have got no uh, well you know you know who else I, I want to say who's been working hard this this weekend? Um AJ AJ Smith, um Leon Ruff's fiance. Oh, Miss Asia, Asia Wilson. Asia, Asia, yeah. She been working hard. She been she been she she been working hard. I mean she referenced she's um ref in this um um Ridge Holland Timothy Thatcher match. But she been working hard because she was um she's in, I think she's in the first match. On takeover, and then she um, came out and ref again. Um, she did. Um, they should do um, Cole with that. I'm um, Cole and um, and Cal Riley. I'm not sure about that. I know she did the first match. She did the ladies match. But I'm not sure about that one. I think she did do. Um, she did do um, the. Um, um, Cole and um, I don't try to she did that. Yeah, they're saying now it's like it's trending on um, on Twitter saying we want Sasha wrestling fans share some love for Sasha Banks, who has been noticeably absent from a series of WWE live events for reasons that have not been made public, according to Bleacher Report. Hmm. So hopefully, you know, it's not anything health-wise as far as, you know, virus or anything like that. I don't think it was the virus because I don't think they would have had her do all that contact with that contract signing because that's the last time we saw her was with that contract signing. But if that was she shows up to work that day and goes, um, we need to talk (laughs) and pulls them in the office and shows them that little picture, uh, then I could see them being able to work some creative around it where we can still get the contract signed, we can still promote the match, but you're out. Right. That's what happened. So, um, it just does, it's just a lot. This just really just killed my weekend. Like, I didn't really care about um, the rest of, um, SummerSlam, I was just like, I was like, you know, I, I wasn't really invested. And then watching TakeOver, some of it came back for TakeOver, but it was, I was still sour from the night before. So, um, yeah, it's just not a good look when you alienate that, that fan base and you just think that this booking is just going to be the best. And it's like, it's not. So, um, yeah, that's what I got for that. Other stuff on the moments I can talk about on the Raw because that pertains to folks on Raw. Well, we'll get into it with MVP and Bobby Lashley setting the stage, cutting the introductory promo. Uh, We see a recap of Goldberg versus Lashley. From SummerSlam, MVP says he'd like to explain what happened on Sunday at SummerSlam. We all know about Goldberg's extraordinary history, but not so much about his 
recent unextraordinary history. What we didn't know was that his son would be at SummerSlam. Maybe he needed a good luck charm or something, but Goldberg did score a couple of two counts. Either way, Lashley beat up Goldberg and won by referee stoppage. MVP says Goldberg quit like a coward, and Lashley would have done that to anyone, including everyone here in San Diego. Uh, he starts pointing at people in the crowd. He was like, he, you know, he would have folded your narrow ass up, narrow behind up, call somebody a fat boy, giving me real Ernest Miller vibes. Uh, Lashley don't owe Goldberg or his son an apology, but here comes Damian Priest to interrupt. Priest doesn't care about Lashley and MVP calling people a coward. Priest isn't jumping him from behind, and the challenge is on for tonight. Lashley seems interested, but MVP tries to talk him out of it. Priest suggests that Lashley is the coward for not saying yes, and the fight is on. A big boot sends Lashley to the outside, so MVP says that the match is on. Damian Priest versus Bobby Lashley. It's a non-title match as Lashley starts fast with the shoulders in the corner, a running shot to the face in the corner rocks Priest, but he makes the comeback, and here is Sheamus to jump Priest for the disqualification. After the match, the beatdown is on, but Drew McIntyre runs in for the big save and the brawl. Suplex puts Lashley onto the announcer's table, and we are about to have a Teddy Long special. Yep. Straight up tag team match player between Damian Priest and Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley and Sheamus. Sheamus catches McIntyre on the top for a super white noise and a near fall. Priest comes back in to clean house with a variety of kicks, but Sheamus knees him in the face as Lashley walks out on Sheamus. McIntyre tags back in. Claymore to Sheamus. Match is over. Damian Priest and Drew McIntyre are your winners. So a couple months ago, um, Bobby Lashley was talking about um, who up and comers who we want to face, and he had um, Damian Priest on his list. So we might just be getting that down the road. I mean, even though, well, we know who he's wrestling next week, but down the road, um, those two might be might be going at it in the ring. So actually, exciting little matchup to see. Uh, yeah, everybody was in fear of Damian Priest's well-being. Stephen Spoppy Lashley, uh, they 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 did not like his choices. They were basically saying, "Hey, uh, you know, if he dies, he dies." But uh, he he accounted pretty well for himself. Uh, we look yeah. at Dewdrop turning on Eva Marie at SummerSlam. So Dewdrop says she made a mistake associating associating herself with Eva Marie, but she likes the name Dewdrop, and that is who she is. Eva Marie rolls in with one of the road cases and hits her in the ribs and beats her down. Uh, Eva Marie puts her boot on Dewdrop and says, "This is the evolution." Evolution, sir. Oh, evolution. Excuse me. But um, I guess they officially they officially done. There's so much no that thing. they cut out that they could have played out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, microwave stories here in the WWE. Uh, Karrion Cross. <laughs> I was talking about it. After his uh, loss to Samoa Joe at NXT TakeOver, he is no longer the NXT champion. So they took away his title and they gave him an updated, revamped version of Demolition's gear. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. 
That's hilarious. We he won definitely. the Scarlet. He, they gave us S and M and bondage. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't think they say Scarlet's not clear because she wasn't even at um, Takeover. So I don't, I don't think she's. I think they're. I think they're separating them to see if he can sink or swim on his own. <laughs> they and are afraid said, of Sable 2.0. Yeah, that's what um they were saying. I was even saying that in the hashtag. But either way, it's going to happen. <laughs> um, way, but they, yeah, that they, um, yeah, so that was just supposed to be his new look going forward. Because they say he's supposed to be. They they saying that everyone should be marketable. And that's from everything, did everything too. And I'm like, well, I still got my wife family mask, so I guess that's what it'd be my That's people. where as a talent, you just have to even if you're new here, you just have to be able to have the balls to tell Vince no. No. Yeah, so you said that. Who you come out looking like he did. And, <laughs> and it's just I mean, he already was like dying on the vine, but it, it this is gonna speed it up. This I remember one um one of the old um Raw versus SmackDown video games. Um it was it's a storyline where your creative wrestler wants to be, you know, wants to get signed to WWE. So Vince is putting you through um the creative and everything and say you have to dress like this. So it's this ugly ass oh shit. Um Who's the one that got injured in the um in in um that in um in um Pete Dunn and um Rich other than um Rich Holland who who's the other one that got injured? Oh, Danny Birch. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, I'm watching it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you said yeah, he's back. Well, Rich Holland looks like he he could be Brock Lesnar. Like, yeah, I hadn't if quite got yet. I'm watching Pete Dunne and Tommaso Ciampa slug it out right now. Ciampa just cleared oh. the ring. Yeah, there's the governor. <laughs> they uh, they got a nice little stable here. If this is the four. Yeah, they do. This 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 could be, this could be um, Damn, so if they Ciampa if you want if you if you want to if you want to um. If this undisputed era is done, if you need a, a, a heel faction, this me the heel faction got these four. Damn, he just uh did the neck twist to Chompa. Oh shit. Yeah, 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 see. Drop that man. Um, you, might have next, you might have your next four, your next big four right here. Yeah, well who's gonna help Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Chompa though? I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be done by the time this um this this um breakout tournament final because it, we that's gonna be a banger. Man, Timothy Thatcher goes hard, man. <laughs> that's what that's one reason why I, I I like his character because he's just like it's like he had, he just real tough and he will fight you at the drop of a dime, <laughs> which is why, how he broke Reggie's arm. And you know, a couple years. Well, it's like a year ago when Reggie was dead in developmental. So, right. <laughs> yeah. But um, back to um, uh, 
uh, yeah, Karrion Cross, he got the win. Doomsday Saito, Cross Jacket Choke, quick win over Ricochet. Ricochet, jobber to the non <laughs> You said non-stars. I was like, darn stupid. <laughs> Man. But yeah, it was a new look, so uh, we got to get them jokes off. Yeah. Uh, backstage at SummerSlam, Big E and Logan Paul interrupted a Baron Corbin interview. Paul suggested that Baron Corbin was an asshole. Uh, shout out to Baron Corbin for winning $100 in the casinos while they were out in Vegas. Yeah. So apparently, it comes to twisting that story. The twist is coming next door. Seamus and Bobby Lashley argue in the back and have to be separated. It's time for Moist TV. John Morrison brings out Logan Paul. Who tries to keep the crowd from killing him because they were booing the shit? Yeah, because Logan Paul was supposed to be the face here, and I'm like, um, no, they were booing the hell out of him. And Miz tried, tried to turn it as he best as he could, and no. <laughs> Morrison asked what's next for the Paul brothers, but here is the Miz. He says he knows Paul's favorite. He knows that he's Logan Paul's favorite star, but Paul says he's more of a New Day fan. Logan Paul talks about getting to put Floyd Mayweather on his highlight reel, and this weekend he's going to uh, be bo- his brother. He's going to put in his brother, boxing MMA star Tyron Whitley. So Miz isn't impressed and asks what round Logan Paul's brother is getting knocked out in. Miz is like the betters want to know. Logan Paul says his brother is doing the knocking out and threatens to knock Miz out. Morrison has to separate them and says the Miz always makes everything about himself. Miz then goes on a rant about how this is a spinoff of Miz TV. Logan Paul leaves while the two of them argue. The argument is on with Morrison accusing Miz of faking his knee injury. Then Xavier Woods high fives Logan Paul on the stage, and it's time for Miz versus Xavier Woods. Um, Miz is about to do the score crushing finale, but Morrison gets on the apron uh, with the drip stick. He tries to shoot it, but it misses everyone. The distraction means the ref doesn't see the Miz's roll-up. Instead, Xavier Woods grabs a small package, and Xavier Woods is your winner. After the match, Miz and Morrison argue, but finally get on the same page. The dripsticks are loaded up, but the Miz jumps Morrison, gives him the skull crushing finale, and leaves John Morrison laid out. Now, before we go deeper into this, um, a bit of both about- to hear for the listeners. Uh, apparently, Kofi Kingston is not cleared. Not cleared for action. Uh, what's the injury? Didn't say. Didn't, didn't uh, disclose the injury. He's not, he's not cleared for action. I mean, we saw him backstage last week. They was chilling at t-shirts and everything, that new shirt and everything, but he's, he hasn't been cleared to wrestle. Hmm. Well, hopefully he's okay as well. Right at SummerSlam over the weekend with the whole um David Postman, he was winning that skit over the weekend with Xavier Woods and Morrison and Miz with the pure water mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, so the money grab. Um so we see Charlotte regain the Raw Women's title at SummerSlam. Then Nikki Ash came up to Rhea Ripley to ask if they could be tag team partners tonight. Rhea Ripley is in. Earlier in the day, we see Reggie. It's the summertime. So in the summertime, you know, ice cream truck. 
tried to get you some ice cream, but Akira's Alba and R Truth attacked him. Reggie jumped into a tree. He jumped out of the tree, landed on top of the ice cream truck. Then Reggie jumped into the ice cream truck, took off, and got away. I wonder that ice cream truck had WWE ice cream bars. It definitely didn't have the CM Punk ice cream bars. No, they didn't. He had already had those. Um, he had those from Rampage, and he put the bill for that too. I wonder how much that bill was. I'm pretty sure he bought in bulk. It's a company that he owns, so you know, it, I'm, or is is loosely affiliated with. So I'm pretty sure there was some type of cash break incentives to go down. It's not as much as you think. When you buy a lot yeah, of something, well. when you buy a lot of something like that, people tend to give it to you at a cheaper price. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, but those ice cream balls back in the day were delicious, and I remember when CM Punk was like trying to get them to come back. And where's my? He's like, where's the ice cream bars? I was like, CM Punk knows what we really like. <laughs> Enjoy. I'm like, Dad, I want my ice cream bars too, but they were good. Riddle comes. But yeah, but, oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying Reggie just doing Reggie things with this with this 24-7 title. Yeah, man. Flippy <laughs> Skippy out here. <laughs> Thwarting danger. Uh, Riddle comes up to Randy Orton and says he understands Orton not being a hugger. He knows Orton is going to love their celebration tonight, but Orton says he isn't quite into it. Just doing one favor, don't do anything stupid. Riddle's like, would I do something stupid? And Randy has that look like, of course you would. Uh, earlier in the day, Mansoor asked Mustafa, Mustafa, excuse me, Ali to not interfere no matter what. Ali seemed cool with it, but didn't seem to think Mansoor was making the right move. So that brings us to Jinder Mahal versus Mansoor. The super kick rocks Mansoor and Ali stays unpleased. Mahal is so annoyed that he unloads in the corner for the disqualification. Post-match, the beatdown is on and Ali only gets in after the villains leave. Will you get an index shirt? Would I get an index shirt? Yeah. Uh, Possibly. I'm, I'm definitely thinking I'm, 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 it's going to be on my list of next shirts to I get. I think I want the Samoa Joe Provoke Me shirt before I want before I get the index shirt, though. The one he had on Sunday. I'll probably get the one, too. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty hot. I wish I could get a Mackenzie Mitchell shirt, but they don't make those yet. Look at you. Look at you. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Damian Priest seem to get along <laughs> and are off for some drinks. Maybe a little time in the hot tub. Uh, so here's Charlotte for her championship. Hold on, hold on, hold on. David Priest said, put some fans away. He goes, I'm wearing this. <laughs> oh, David Priest told him to put some fans away. <laughs> He's trying to say it's all bad fact, you know. You know, but. Oh, hey, your girl's out here. Well, my girl and your, your girl out here. Sorry, watching Andy Hartwell be Andy Hartwell. Uh, Charlotte is here for a championship speech. She told us it would happen, and now she has her 12th title. There's no one as talented as she is, and she's going not 14, 12. She's going to hold this title as long as she wants. 
She doesn't need friends, family, or the WWE Universe because she only needs the title. That's enough for some pyro to pop off. I thought the interview was over. Charlotte talks about how great she looked in the mirror this morning. She knows how amazing she is, and she is here because she is starting the new women's evolution. Long live the queen, but here are Alexa Bliss and Lily who are just here to say hi. Oh, it's our fave. <laughs> Can't see yeah. Casey Cantonzaro with no rhythm, but Kate and Carter, yes. She had some rhythm on. When you were going to TikTok, she got rhythm on there. Well, she ain't have no rhythm in this little ditty they was doing right then. They better not lose the fake-ass uh, Anna J and Gigi Dollar. I know that. I still say um, the one with the red hair reminds me of Poison from um, Street Fighter. Um, Priscilla Kelly? Yeah, she reminds me of Poison from Street Fighter. Yeah, I'll be... I'll be switching in between calling her Priscilla Kelly and Gigi Dolan as long as she's on this run. <laughs> uh, why does yeah. it kind of look like the female version of Fandango, though? <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, they're arguing again, this time over Nia Jax teaming with Charlotte last week. Elias walks away from his grave. This time he's wearing a hat. So now we come to Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. The hot tag brings Rhea Ripley in, and she cleans house, including the missile dropkick. Everything breaks down, and Nikki flips, does a, a dive on Tanaya, leaving the rip tie to finish Shayna Baszler. Uh, they really need to stop pinning Shayna Baszler, take her off TV for about two months, and bring her back. Yes, I'm tired. I'm like, hold up. How? Oh, okay. Okay, mamas, I see. How did she go from being super freaking dominant in NXT? I, I already know the answer to this, but I, I'm still just confused. She was super freaking dominant in, in, in NXT. I mean, she's the one who, who outshined everybody else in the four horsewomen. Well, the um, the Ronda Rousey um, version. Um, she out, you know, was one, you know, she outshined them, you know, and just did what she had to do. And she comes to the main roster and she's not as dominant as she was before. The only time I saw her be dominant was she was when she jumped. Um, she came out the crowd on that SmackDown episode where they were um, where they, the Saudi Arabia incident happened, and she was kicking ass and everything. So they not let her be dominant, and I'm just like they got her doing you no know, dumb shit, you know, being. You know, getting pinned. I'm like, why is she that as dominant as she was before on SmackDown? What I said, what is it? Don't tell me Vince don't see it in her for her either. And she definitely, even though she she gets on my nerves sometimes too, but she's definitely you know very dominant in her field. I wonder what Caden Carter's braids smell like. You think they smell like? Uh, I think they smell like. What do you think? Honeysuckle. Gypsum musk. What do you think of braids smell like? Um, you know, I don't even. I don't know, but I know she. They probably do smell good. Yeah. Cause she's definitely. Yeah. I'm gonna see what she get up to on TikTok. Uh, her, um. 
back to back to the raw cast. Morrison says that's it for all the shows, the music videos, because he wants the Miz next week. Here comes Matt Riddle for the RK bro Ooh, wait, 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 wait before we go there. More 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 Mills, more Mousa, um bit. So Morrison, this is his face turn, and he's definitely going to be in a um, storyline with Miz going forward. So hopefully. They don't just have him doing goofy shit and let him just rock out. You know, not, I mean, they're not going to give us Johnny Mundo, but, you know, give us Johnny Morrison, who's definitely, you know, who's far beyond just being in mid card status. I want him to be challenging for some titles and whatnot. Speaking of titles, it's time for the new tag team champions to celebrate their win. Uh, so they have balloons and a red mat on the ring. Randy Orton comes out looking rather annoyed. After a bunch of pyro and a special introduction as champions, Riddle has a present for Orton. His own scooter, complete with his name and tattoos. <laughs> so here comes AJ and Amos with AJ calling this stupid and promising to beat Riddle right here, right now. Riddle admits that he lost last week, but that was before he and Orton before he had Orton in his corner. Riddle promises to win with the three most dangerous letters in wrestling. RK Bro. Orton. That's five letters. That's five letters. <laughs> Orton looking super annoyed. So Riddle versus AJ Styles. Riddle goes up, but an almost distraction. Uh, breaks things up as Orton goes after Amos, earning himself a toss to the barricade. A burning hammer gives AJ a two count as Orton unloads on Amos with the scooter. The distraction let Riddle hit a jumping knee and the bro Derek for the pin. After the match, RK bro they pose and AJ catches a RKO at the end of the night. Hey, alright. Casey Kansas are on them one. I didn't see. Did they do that blockbuster finisher they do? Uh they didn't. They didn't. Well, we probably did. I don't know if you had the pen. Yeah. But basically, they definitely, they definitely want to smoke with, um, with, um, hey, girl. Almost creep cast moment. Sorry about that. Samantha Irvin? Casey, I mean, is, that, is that who it was? Or are you watching the highlights? No, I was watching the, they was, you'll, you'll see. You'll, you'll see my reaction, why I had the reaction I just had. You'll see it when it comes up. But um, I like okay. So this match, I like the fact that Riddle actually got to hit his finisher on AJ, and um, yeah, it took it there. So they talking a lot of real. Okay, Caden, you you see it? No, but it was on. I think I think they was on. Um, I want to say even TikTok or Instagram, or it might have been Twitter. But they said that they want to um, face EO. They said they 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 saw they was like we want to be the next takeover. Um, and they said the women's tag team titles haven't been um, hasn't been um, defended. So they want to see EO and um, old girl um, Zoe Stark. Uh, they only ready for half them problems. They ain't ready for EO. <laughs> but yeah, this was a Monday Night Raw. Nothing, no, nothing much different than what it was been. cool. It was cool. It was cool. It was better than other weeks, but still was like, uh. 
the format of the show needs to change, man. The, the like they think that we like we tune in to see the wrestling. Yes, we do. Okay, Frankie Monet and company. We tune in to see the wrestling. Yes, we do. But I don't yes, want to watch no 25-minute wrestling match on Raw. No. That's Ooh. not what I'm here for. You can save that for a pay-per-view. Thank you very much for a match that I'm really into. I'm glad. But to see Damian Priest and Drew McIntyre face Lashley and Sheamus for 20 minutes? Nah, that's not really the ministry I'm here for. How about you throw in like... 20 minutes, we could have got three decent three to four minute squash matches and two promos, and I would have been far more entertained than watching those two, those four men have that long, drawn out match. Ooh, um, I, 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 looking at, remember the, um, the Dragon Ball and Walter match? Those two, sheesh. Um, the, the way he looked after the after that match was over, <laughs> Walter made him work. Walter made him work for um for that victory. He said, "You, you may you, said, you may gonna get this title, but you ain't gonna come. Back. You ain't gonna be ain't gonna be no pretty picture when, when they see you afterwards." <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are saying that's their match of the year. Um, they probably haven't watched as much wrestling as I have. That match was really good, but I don't know if it's it's on the list. <laughs> but I don't know if it's the. You think it wasn't? You wasn't calling that match of the year. <laughs> I don't know if it's the match of the year, but it definitely makes the list, though. Um, no, okay. what match of the year? I don't know, but I'll I'll let y'all cook. <laughs> yeah, hard hitting affair for sure. Definitely had the feel of a old school takeover match. You know what I'm saying? One of those ones where it's like a four and a half star classic, which is what it was. Um, so take nothing away from those two. They definitely uh, tied up the weekend very nicely with that match. Um, Samoa Joe beating Karrion Cross. They gave everybody what they wanted. We wanted to see Karrion Cross choked out, but he took the muscle yeah. buster. So I guess that's a, a good a little muscle buster thing. We was like, okay, yeah. We wanted to see him. We wanted to see him choke. We wanted to see his eyes shut. <laughs> yeah, they didn't totally bury him on his way out. So that was a good little touch that they that they hit us with the muscle buster. We hadn't seen that in quite a while. So it was good to see that broke back out. Raquel Gonzalez retained over Dakota Kai. And um, Adam Cole, baby, lost a two out of three falls match against Kyle O'Reilly. Against a, against a handcuffed, one-armed Kyle O'Reilly at that um, so that was takeover and uh, all the results there uh, headed towards the new NXT, which I guess will debut in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, their yeah, new, new uh, edict going forward. So we'll just have to wait and see what they bring us. If there's anybody who can adapt and overcome, it's Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and the Road Dog. They've had to do it a lot this year, and they've still been able to produce high-quality TV at a very, very, very good level. So this little new direction shouldn't... It's going to be funny if, if the NXT brand is still is still more popular than Raw or SmackDown. Well, 
Raw, up and, for up, sure. Neck, 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 neck and neck with SmackDown, but more popular than Raw. Right, right. Uh, Monday Night Raw is clearly the fourth show in the rankings of that we watch. It goes yeah. SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and then Raw. Now you watch AEW like that. You're going to start watching AEW like that, though, because I think AEW listen, is about to listen, pick if, up if, if, momentum. Listen, listen, if, if you know, certain names show up, we already got one name in there. If other names show up, I'd be turning that, that dial. That dial might be getting turned. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely picking up steam, man. They're starting to roll downhill now. If they could just clear up their issues with the women's division and promoting and and featuring black wrestlers, then yeah, they would have everything pretty much buttoned up. You can't be giving, you can't be giving I understand Jay Cargill was gonna win that match, but I'm sure they probably was originally scheduled like ten minutes and then they probably say, Hey <laughs> No, so, it's more it- effective for what happened because you gotta understand that Kira Hogan, we got time for her. We can, you know, put her in the back burner. We got time. Jade Cargill is right here, right now. Like, they need to do everything they can to get her up and going at a high, 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 high level. So her just dominating chicks the way that she looks, that should be the move. I mean, they should book her almost like Goldberg. Like, if she wrestles more than five minutes, it's like, what's going on with Jade? She's having a hard match. But that's just the way I would do it. But at this time, I'm going to turn it over to you, sir, for your shout-outs and thank you so we can get to the second half of this NXT. I know the people are probably screaming about the Twitter spaces not being up right now. Um, Shout-out, uh, Dawn, um, whatever week. Um, shout out to you, sir, because you know we, you know, we come here every week. We do the show and we make the best of it. Um, shout out to Jay um, for holding down the wrestle the WrestleCast three hundred one episode, the DMV episode, the um, the, the Merlin part of the DMV episode. Um, shout out to Semi for being Semi. Shout out to um, Anwar Starwin. Shout out to Cherry's Boy. Cast Strong Style. Um, shout out. Shout out to everybody who be up in there with us in the Twitter spaces. You know, you're like the, 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 the extended family. You know, we, we do the podcast here, but we have our little part. We have our little talking segment where we talk on there with you, you guys. So, you know, great to be on the um, every week talking wrestling with y'all. Getting y'all commentary with color as the tagline goes. And shout out to everybody who's the hashtag with us. Um, you know, we, 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 we watched this. We watched this show. Oh, um, the debut tonight. Um, we watched the show and we, we watched these shows rather. And, you know, we hate the booking and we just wanted to be like one of this. Fight, fight everybody. You want to, like Jade say, take a trip up to Stanford, Connecticut, and, like, you know, like tell Vince to open up the door. 
But um, yeah, just shout out to everybody. Shout, and shout out to Bianca Belair. You know, we love you. We ride for you. Um, fucked up with the, how, how that shit happened over the weekend. And we were not happy about it. So, you know, that's just going to push us, our support for you even more. And so you do right. That's all I got. Thank you to Mr. Moe to the underscore Reese for joining me once again here on the Rawcast. As he said, thanks to everybody here that is part of the CSPN network who helps me review all of this wrestling that takes place each and every week. We're coming off a very busy weekend. So thank you to Miss Simi, Miss Jade to the Max, uh, Mr. Anwar Starwin for jumping in and helping me review a whole bunch of wrestling from japan to nxt to aew check out the patreon page patreon.com forward slash cspn media that's where you can hear me and miss simi review aew dynamite each and every week you can also hear uh, pre and post conversations uh that we have before the recording so this week you get mo to the underscore reese and myself talking about the way wrestling should be versus the way it is and then you get to hear me and mr anwar starwin talk about uh, what he's liking about AEW right now and why that's gaining a lot of his interest and attention. So a lot of good stuff over there on the dark match on the Patreon page. So please check that out. Support the podcast. Go to CSPN.us. Click on the tab that says keep our podcast free. Do some shopping with any of our sponsors to help keep the show free on the network each and every week. Shout out to all the Wrestle Bays and members of the globe. We greatly appreciate y'all supporting us and sharing your commentary with color. Thank you to everybody who shows up in the Twitter spaces each and every week. Everybody who has uh, started listening to the podcast because they found the Twitter spaces. We definitely appreciate you. And uh, we definitely uh, love providing this commentary with color uh, for the black wrestling fans. So for my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been The Rawcast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo.
this morning, I took a long look in the mirror and I saw more than just these beautiful cheekbones. This chiseled physique for about a month. You shut up, because I am here to restore order. And it's time a real woman held this title and made everyone remember what it was like to watch and be proud of watching Monday Night Raw. I'm not messing around anymore. I hope every single female in that locker room is listening. Women's Evolution. And tonight, 